All right. Welcome back to all our fabulous listeners. Today, we have a special guest. It's episode five of Mindset Masters in Marketing. We've got a killer entrepreneur on the podcast with us today, Mr. Sam Kaufman, multiple business owner, business coach. You have any children, by the way? I do. Yeah. I have a 12-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. Family man, right? (laughs) So, you know, the goal today is to get to know Sam a little bit. You know, we want to dive deep into, you know, how he was able to, you know, build his mindset and his marketing and just his overall business acumen and, and things that he'd done in his life to get him to the point now where he was able to, you know, have these successful businesses and be able to give back and, and coach others, right? So, Sam, without further ado, let us, you know, please introduce yourself to everybody. And just give us a little deep background on, you know, who you are and, you know, kind of how you got started. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate the... um appreciate the intro. Yeah. So I, um, you know, my, uh, if you looked at like my, my high school career, um, you definitely never would have thought like I, I would be quite sitting here talking to you right now about this kind of stuff. So I was kind of a, uh, troublemaker a little bit. Um, I got into the wrong stuff with the wrong people and that's sort of how I entered my twenties was I was in bad shape. Um, and I needed a lot of help. And so, really the the kickoff um you know you want a, a deep background and I'll, I'll try to make it as quick of a background as possible but um long story short I, I grew up in jersey and by the time i was a teenager i was just fully dedicated to to ruining my life that was my full-time job was was ruining my life and uh it really got to the point where by the time i was like 19 20 years old like I was working on killing myself. It, it wasn't as far as ruin. I, I wasn't going to be like a career life ruiner, like some people who can take it like real far. And it takes a long, slow progression to ruin their yeah. lives. I was going to do it real quick. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm almost, uh, I'm in recovery almost nine years now. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey, God is good. Right. But so I, I moved out of New Jersey in my early twenties. Um, and I came to Charleston, South Carolina and, I started to get my life together. And when I started to get my life together um, now, I ha- I've always been an entrepreneur. So like, it, so like when I was ruining my life, I was doing it in all the wrong ways. I'm not going to get in detail there. You could probably put pieces together on what that looks like, but I was always selling something to somebody. Um, but it was uh, like a team. We can relate, right? We're entrepreneurs. You know, it, we do what there. we do. Yeah. 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 We do what we do. But um, you know, as a teenager, like I was, I, I really like, I worked one job job as a teenager, but other than that, like I knocked doors and dog walked and babysat and shoveled snow. And like, I've, I've been selling since I can remember 10, 11, 12 years old, I'm knocking doors, selling stuff. And I just didn't know it was selling at the time. All I knew was if you ask somebody for money and offered a service in return, like eight out of 10 people would hand you money. And I figured that out young. And I was like, this is incredible. I don't know why more people don't do this. <laughs> Yeah. And so that was really like, I caught the itch young. Uh, but anyway, so I got, I got my life together and um, I had felt like I, I felt like I had wasted some time, right? Like I had uh, friends and, and people I went to high school with and like, they had like, they were graduating college when I was like learning how to be a normal young adult. And so I felt kind of behind and like, I, I went and I tried all these jobs and like, I found, um, trade work. And I was like, this is, this is kind of cool. Like, um, there's some freedom in this, there's some autonomy, like, and I also learned quickly with that. If you get really good at it really quickly, people pay a lot of money. And so I was like, I, I, I remember my first full year being decent at what I was doing and I had made 40 grand. And I remember getting like my W2 
as a young man in his early twenties and being like, Oh my God, like I've made it. Rich. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm really, I can't believe it. I made 40 grand last year. I think I saved two of it, maybe three. I was just like, this is the most incredible thing that ever happened. Um, but it wasn't the most incredible. I think that would be like your first part of like some of your first steps of like mindset shifts, right? You're like seeing, seeing what the potential is. Yeah. Like you made 40 so, and like, Holy shit. What's next kind of thing. Yeah. So like on the mindset thing, like, like what really started, what really started happening is I was like doing this, like, yeah, the 40 grand thing was, was good. I had always appreciated money. Um, what I didn't have before this was gratitude. And so what really started happening in this timeline was I started getting really grateful for learning new stuff. And I started getting really grateful. And and what I realized when I got that W2 was my actual like earning potential. So I quickly went from like, this is really cool to, well, hold on a minute. Like, how do I double that? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I went to my boss and I said, Hey, how many years will it take? And how many jobs will I have to complete to double this? And he was like, Oh, well, your glass ceiling here is probably like 55, $60,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened in that moment, but I was like, but that's, that's surely not, not good enough. I felt like I was good at something. Right. And so I started some pride and some, some grad, you mix all that stuff together. Anyway, long story short, that guy, um, I was helping him run his business and more importantly, not so much run the business. I was helping him lead his staff. He was not a good leader. He was a great tradesman. He was a terrible leader. Um, right. I've always enjoyed leadership and, and helping people and, um, I was leading a staff and basically I was still only getting paid by the job and I learned to value my time in this timeline. So I had learned that I was worth something. Um, and I went and I asked him for like a salary, which he didn't give me now. Thank God he didn't, but he, I asked him for a salary. And I said, look, I'll keep helping train and lead and all this stuff, man, but you're only paying me for jobs completed, but you're making me spend 60% of my time helping other people complete jobs. Like, and he, he told me, uh, the, the words he used were, you know, salary is for a special kind of person and, and you're just not that kind of person. Wow. And, um, bro, it's like, you up, huh? bro, it was like he had, it was like he had turned a light on in a room that I didn't even know existed inside of my, my soul. And I wasn't even angry. Like I wasn't mad or angry or disappointed or sad. I remember driving back home to my girlfriend and, and two kids at the time. And I remember the thought was just, man, if you're going to do this, if you're going to commit to this and leading people and and in this trade and all this stuff, you need to go do this on, on your own. You have to, if you like, you have, and I remembered like nothing, all that prompted it was him saying, you're not worthy of being paid for your time. That's what I heard. And I just remember thinking, no, one's ever going to tell me that again. No one's ever going to have the ability to tell me you're not worthy without me being able to say, cool, then don't, then you're not, we're not doing work for you. So that was the spark. And I remember know your worth, right? Like I learned that from Grant Cardone really early. Like there's 7 billion people on planet earth. Some will, some won't. So what get to the next person that you, you align with and you want to do business with and that you, you know, it's a gel you don't have to freaking force it. Right. Like know your worth, even if it's like in business or in working for another company, right. Know your worth and demand it. Because there's plenty of good businesses out here that'll pay you for it. I agree. Even if you don't know, I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, know your worth and like what that actually looks like to a dollar amount. I'd say step one there is know your worth more than you're currently getting. Mm -hmm. That's the very, in my opinion, that's the first understanding is I think we're always worth more than where we're at right now. 
Yep. Um, You've got to put yourself in the vehicle that's going to allow you to get what you're worth, right? Correct. Like you, pay, you couldn't work at that job if he's only going to pay you 60K a year. That's basically your, your ceiling. Do you know you're worth more than that? So what do you have to do? Like you said, you got to start your own business. You got to whatever. That, that was what you had to do. That's what you felt. It's a Dude, great in that in that moment, I didn't even necessarily know I was worth more than that. What I did know, honestly, the thought that hit me like a ton of bricks was I got two kids. How the hell am I going to put them through college? Yeah. Wow. This like is my daughter's going to want to. Yeah. My daughter's going to want a car. Like, like I, I was like, I don't, all these things are running through my head and I'm like, I can't support this family of four on 60 grand a year forever. Like it'd be great right now. But I, I kept having these, like what I did do was I acknowledged that I needed more and then I decided I was going to become the man who was worth what I needed. And that's the trajectory of that. So like, I didn't know or really even believe I was worth like a hundred grand, but I knew that I could get there. I knew I could be worth that. And that's what I did. And I knew I couldn't be worth it to him. He made that clear, but I could be worth it to someone. And I, that special kind of person. Bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Special kind of person. Now, Real quick, that dude's out of business. And we've t- we've taken over the geographical area that we're in. Um, now, I'm not saying we put him out of business. All I'm saying is poor leadership will catch up to you. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, I it's a bit, we talked about that, too. It's a visionary integrator role, right? Well, you know, he, he was in there doing his thing, but you were, you basically played almost both the roles, you know, leadership and you were integrating into the different roles of the jobs and shit like that, right? So when those two factors are out, it's basically he's just like, Running up, running it, basically shooting from the hip. Like that's what happens. You know what do they say? I, I think I read. Uh, I read what's his name's book, uh, Tom Keenan, when he was talking about like most businesses fail like in the third, fourth, and fifth year. Like the percentage gets higher as the years progress. You would think the longer you're in business, the better off you'd be, right? No, people get burned mm-hmm. out because they don't establish those those different uh, systems and stuff. But um, good shit. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah, no, I, I believe people grow beyond their personal capacity as a leader and a business owner without doing the work to become that person. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I started my own business and basically it was just me, a guy, a broken down van and some tools. And I was like, I'm fully committed to being a tradesman and I'll make a ton of money doing this for the rest of my life. I liked what I did. Um, and really what happened, man, it was really like a universe higher power thing. Like, we got so much work. I had to hire people. And the minute I did, I fell in love with training and leadership. And I, and I was like, okay, this is now a challenge for me because I make money when I have tools in my hands. I don't make money when training and leading people, but really dude, what happened was I developed and I wasn't, I didn't even know I was doing this, but I developed a really airtight procedure for training. Cause I went home one night and I was like, how can I speed this up? Because I do understand mathematically, the more people that can do the job well, the more money that I can make and the business can continue to grow. But how can I speed this up? Because every minute I'm with them training, I'm losing money, right? Because I I was new in business. I didn't have a a three-year plan and a five-year plan. I had an end of the week. How much money can we make by Friday? I had a day-to-day goal. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, I'll never forget the first time. I'll never forget the first week I was determined to make $5,000 do five thousand dollars worth of work in one week i remember and we hit it by like four dollars and on friday at 8 p.m on a job site and i was like this is the most incredible thing that's ever happened to me like if we do this every week we'll be a two hundred fifty thousand dollar business like i'll never forget that statement like we're up in the seven figures now and everything's great there's multiple businesses but i'll never forget those climax those plateau moments where i was so proud of myself but anyway so i developed 
processes and procedures early. Um, and it led to exponential growth. And, and I will tell you that third, fourth, fifth year, like I did almost grow myself out of business on a few occasions, right? Because I didn't have years one, two, three, four, and five. I, I didn't have like masterminds or up to four, I guess, and five and six I did, but like, I didn't have like, I didn't even know there were masterminds. Like you and I know each other in apex. I didn't know there were masterminds. I didn't know there were business coaches. I don't know. People helped people yeah. like I consumed some content. I read some books. I did the best I can, but I grew to a capacity where as a young man and new entrepreneur in business with no guidance, I had a seven figure company and 25 employees. We were in two cities and I didn't know what the hell to do to myself. So I didn't even know what I was like, you know, you didn't have a lot of social media back in the beginning when you started your businesses. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you didn't have all that. Like where did you pull like your, uh, you know, your content from like how, how you do your trainings and I become a better leader. It's like, I'm sure there's things that you had to work on, right? Like, Well, yeah, tons of, tons of stuff I had to work on. So the first thing that happened to me was I, I ran into a guy on a trip with my wife in Hawaii. She was a pro- property manager, and we were at a property management convention, and some dude spotted me out as this obviously lonely, angry, disgruntled guy in the back corner of the dinner. Mm-hmm. I felt so out of place. I All these people, to me, at the time, they all looked so rich and happy and successful. And I was this young, like, and at that time I was, I was young in all areas. I was young. I was overweight. I was unhappy. I was, I was just not killing it in life. And I was new in business. And this guy recommended a book called the E-Myth. This was the first business book I ever read in my life. It was the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And the book is all about processing and procedering your business to get yourself out of being the technician and start being a business owner. And I read that book right when I got back from the trip and it set me off. The next thing that happened was I, I stumbled across Gary Vaynerchuk, Mr. Empathy, Mr. Leadership, Mr. Kindness. And I'm a, I'm a kind, I'm a softy, bro. Like with people, I'm a softy. I've probably made more mistakes by letting people get on my heartstrings than, mm. than anybody um, but I was embarrassed about it. I found Gary Vee and I said, okay, so it's okay that I am this guy. It's not okay that I'm not controlling my behavior. So how can I be kind and empathetic, love on people, but also protect my business, make good decisions and make sure I'm doing what's best for the whole team. And that's really what sparked the whole thing. It was, it was a year or two of Gary V content that led me to finding Grant Cardone and Ryan Stuman and all, I just started finding more and more people, um, that's how it worked for me, man. I found GC. I was working in a call center. I was after 2008, 2009, and construction fell out. I mean, we couldn't even collect a check from a contractor to get paid. <laughs> so what I had to do, I freaking got the only job available in that short, small little town of Hickory, North Carolina, right? Like, And that's how I found out I was good at sales and marketing. No, not marketing, but like customer service and stuff. People were calling me on the phone. Hey, can we call you back, right? Like, Yep. It's, uh, it's crazy, but like uh, – I looked him up on YouTube, like how to like sell on the phone and like literally a fucking video pops up with him closing somebody on the phone. I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking savage. And I still don't know who he was. I still didn't know what mentorship was. And I just started, I started watching more videos and more things. I didn't surround, like I wasn't like, I wasn't surrounded by people like, you know, like we see in Apex and just success, right? Like, you know, I came from super humble beginnings. I had to, I had to learn the hard way first before I started learning the right way. Right. But you know, it led to just that one thing, man, the one book and you know, with the one video led to many, many other things. And then, 
you know, led to other groups and led to like just changing the mindset, just changing your environment. Like what you did, you moved from Jersey to South Carolina. That was that switch, right. To get you out of that, that, that environment that, that you were festering in for so many years on what you're talking about, trying to hurt yourself. Right. Like, you know, there's been times in our little ass town of Hickory, I had to leave that shit too. There wasn't nothing but trouble. If I was to stay, if I was to stay there, I'd probably be dead or in jail. Right. It was just, that's just a path of what it was on. Right. So I had to leave it. One, that was one of the things he said. He's like, most people don't even move away from like five miles from their family. Right. They just move out and they're like five minutes away. And it fucking shocked me. Cause I was like, literally that person, like I literally like two blocks away from my parents' house. Right. Like, and I wasn't even that close to them. Like, it was just like, that was just that mindset. You feel me? And uh, he's like, you got to move to where the opportunities are, you know? And I did, I came to Florida. I knew I was going to sell real estate. So I didn't want to do it there. And I came here. I fucking had $400 in my pocket. I sold everything I had in North Carolina. I had a truck and 400 bucks. I slept in my truck for the first two or three days until I landed a place I can rent. And the rest is history. You know, we have a successful marketing company, real estate, you know, have a nice little condo here on the beach, you know, beautiful sun, but it's all, you know, led up to that, bro. Like it, it's not been easy and it has a lot to do with mindset. Like what you were saying is too, you know, uh, skilling up on leadership, because not only, you know, you do leadership in business, but your leadership in your life and your family and your kids, you know, even before I had a kid, that was always deep down my why, like, cause I knew like, what the fuck are we doing this for? Right. Like, right. You, right. Like that's always been my why. Plus I grew up without a father. I want to make sure that I set myself up and not, to be able to provide it and, and have a family that I didn't really have as much as I wanted. So like, these are things that have always been my mindset and driving force, even before I even was a business owner. Right. But uh, yeah, mentorships have been pivotal for me. Uh, if I didn't, you know, look up that YouTube video, fuck dude, I probably would still be trying to figure out like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Because as you probably know, we work our asses off during those times. Like we fucking did everything. We did everything under the sun, dude. Like, but like, why couldn't we get ahead? Like, what, what the fuck are we doing different? Right? Like, that's what it was, man. It's that shift in the mindset. It's a shift on who you surround yourself with, who you hang out with, what you consume. All these things are stupid, pivotal. People don't think about it, man. It's the little things, right? Talk about like some of the different things that you consume, like in your feed, like, you know, did you have to cut off some friends? Like, you know, a lot of things change. Like talk about those hard decisions that you had to make. Like people, people have a hard time making that tough decision showing up every day. Right. Talk about like the tough shit, dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was, yeah, when I was 22 years old, I cut everybody off every single human that I was spending time with. And I've, you know, I've done it a few times over the years, but so like, I'm not like, I don't really like cut people off necessarily. Like I believe in servant leadership to the fullest degree. So like I'll lead by example. What I will not do is give you my time or energy though. So like I'm here, I'm available. I'm not going to ignore your calls and I'm not going to like, like I'm not going to like leave you behind per se, cause I'm pursuing success. I'll help you. But like this, like if you're not doing what you're, if you're asking me questions and you're not doing shit on the back end, I will stop answering your questions. Yeah. I will stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and like, as far as hard shit, dude, this whole thing is hard. This whole, and I don't want to say hard, dude. You know what? Everything is hard. I, and I love Your this. Mind like, says, what does he say? Choose your heart, right? Like, choose hard. your heart. Yeah. Being fat is hard. Being fit is hard. Being rich is hard. Being poor is hard. Being a business owner is hard. Being an employee is hard. It's all fucking hard. The reality of the situation is I choose this hard probably for the same reason that a lot of us do is because I knew my entire life deep down that I was built and destined for more than I was doing. Yeah. I feel that way right now talking to you. Yeah. I love my business and my people and my, I know I can do more. 
I know there is more to learn, but this is a mindset, right? So like 10 years ago, I may have felt it deep down, but I lived in fear. I lived in fear of failure. I lived in fear of judgment. I lived in fear. And I did that in business. I've fluctuated in my business life, fear of losing money, fear of losing an employee, fear of a confrontation, fear of this. When I operate and make decisions in faith and true belief in my mission, true belief that no matter if I'm making the right decisions for my mission, that everything will work out fine. A true abundance mentality, right? There's no scarcity, yep. no scarcity of work, no scarcity of good employees, no scarcity of money. No, it's all super abundant. And when I live that way, the growth is li- literally exponential and fast. And when I don't, I feel it. That's when anxiety comes on. That's when the fear is taking over. That's when things shrink. If you're always worried about that, if you're always worried about like paying the bills or always worried about the next thing, what things cost or whatever, like always worried, that's always what you're going to have. Yep. That was another big thing for me, the abundance mindset. Like, because we're always taught to save our money, you know, fucking save your money, don't invest or whatever. Like, I, I don't even know what the word invest was. And so I really started investing in myself, right? Like, <laughs> you know, nobody talked about investments in my family. I didn't learn about credit until I had bad credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm sure a lot of the listeners come from different and, and very similar backgrounds, right? Like, I think it's easy for business owners like ourselves to say it now that we've, you know, we've become successful, but I think the hardest part was getting to that point to say, okay, let's fucking go and putting our head down and doing it consistently day after day, after day, year after year, not for ourselves, but for the mission, for our family and obviously for ourselves a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's not always about ourselves. We fucking do. We're not just living for ourselves. We're living for a reason. Right. So like I, I encourage the listeners to, you know, figure out what your why is, right. Everybody has to have a motivation. If you don't like, find some, there's gotta, something's gotta motivate you. Somebody out there you care about, something that you want to achieve, dig deep, take self inventory and brain dump all the different ideas on a Google doc somewhere and just start, you know, figuring out a way to, to, to make it happen. What are some of the ways that you kind of like, you know, gear up for a day or, you know, you have like a set schedule and stuff. Do you have like different things that you do in your team? Yeah. So my, uh, my schedule is pretty tight. I'm like super ADHD. I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I have integrator qualities in the sense that I can execute on integrator related stuff, but I'm a visionary through and through. So when I live in that mode, I require a very rigid schedule. If I don't have a rigid schedule, I really just, I'll be all over the place. Um, So yeah, I have a set. I get up, um, alarm goes off four o'clock. I'm in the gym at five o'clock. I got my son up at six 15. I drop him off at school. I come home and spend some time with my daughter. My morning is all mine. So like four, four, and I'd love to say I'm up by at four on my first alarm every day. I'm not, it's like four, four, 15. Um, But the first four to five hours of my day are mine. And that's how I set up everything else. And then I I treat my business with my staff, like, like a typical nine to five. And I head home, I give my family attention. And then I'm usually back to work for an hour or two at night. I need some brain. Like I need some decompression time to go in and do like deep work. So like in the night, I like to get back on the computer and do like strategizing, planning, financial stuff. And like, it's where I'm like, um, but yeah, we have, yeah, our, our meetings are scheduled Monday staff meetings, Monday level 10 meetings. We got sales meetings on Friday. we got project management meetings on Friday. I, I keep everything pretty tight. Cause if not, um, honestly, man, it comes down like to that too. It's like patience and discipline, man. I feel like a lot of people are very impatient and very undisciplined. And I know I used to be, I'd, 
you know, I'd do thing three or four times and be like, well, this didn't work perfectly. Yeah. So I give up. Yeah. Do it three or 400 times before you tell me like 10,000 hours, become an expert or something. And yeah. that's another thing too, is people, they, they fail after three or four and don't realize on that six or seventh time, they're about to get the gold, you know, maybe 60, oh, maybe, maybe 60. 70. How bad do you want it? Yeah, exactly. You're right. You know? How fucking far are you willing to take it? Right. Whatever it takes. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'll, this is how I live with my mission. And like, my mission is not like construct. My mission is leading people and helping other people. And that's where the coaching comes from. But my, my personal mission and my purpose is helping other people achieve greatness by unlocking what their mission is. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I care about the most. The thing. And, and again, like I, I've committed to that. I'll do that till I die. And I don't care if it takes me 60 years to help one person. I'll literally do it every day until the day I die. And that's the reason I know I'll be successful. I'm not worried about it. I don't know that I'll be successful tomorrow, mm -hmm. but I know that my chances are 100% better than the person who won't even start. So showing up at the battle. A lot of people don't, but, you know, consistently always helping people, you know, it's just a law of reciprocity. It comes back to you. And yep. it's, that's better than selling people. <laughs> people don't want to be sold. They want to be helped. So find a way to help people. A lot of people need help with a lot of different stuff. It can be business, it can be personal, just somebody to talk to, right? Somebody needs a friend, hit them up. So talk a little bit about like, so we talk a lot about mindset and stuff. How do you market your business in yourself? Um, my business is marketed uh, heavily with paid advertising. So, so we, uh, but that, that aside, so like our, our content strategy is very team focused. So a lot of our content focuses on our core values and how we live by them, team meetings, team structure, team building, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which has proven to be a wonderful strategy, not just for, um, gaining customer credibility, but our hiring and onboarding strategy involves like zero paid, um, recruiting. We have people that regularly reach out to us via messenger DM or coming to me directly asking for work in the Charleston area. People see our content. They want to work at a company like that because what we're doing in construction is different than anybody else. We're, yeah. we're a business first that happens to sell kitchen and bathroom models to make its money, but we're a business. We operate like any other business. And a lot of construction companies don't do that. They operate like construction companies. Yeah, they're, old we, yeah. they're old school. We broke the stigma. We're not doing that. Um, and our, you know, my personal branding is I'm super open and transparent. I post every single day. Um, and I don't always like I post what is in my heart and what I feel compelled to post. I try to use my day to day experience to help people. But sometimes I ask questions. So my personal branding is this is exactly who I am. Um, I can help some people with some things. You may not like me. You may. It doesn't really matter. I've just completely myself all of the time. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So be authentic, be yourself, provide value in the marketplace, do content videos. And most importantly, just surround yourself with people that, you know, that want to learn and grow and like your team. Right. That's yeah. one of our core values is growth, right. Grow together as a team. This is one of this is one of them. Right. So good stuff, Sam. What I appreciate you coming on and it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. We're definitely going to chat some more, you know, one-on-one -on -one when we come into Dallas in a couple of weeks, it's going to be exciting. I think this is a new location. They're having it at the Virgin Hotel. So, so I saw. Yeah. So good yeah. stuff. Well, you have uh, any uh, key takeaways, anybody, you know, before you, you know, jump off here, anything you want to recap here before we head out? Um, 
you know, I, if I had to, the big driver for me, if I had to say anything, the thing that you're afraid of, start today. Yeah. Fear is That's, just an indicator to move toward it. That's one of the things I, I do as well. Yeah. Because it's 100%. just an emotion, bro. Like you go through it, you realize what the hell was I afraid of? I should have got started sooner. So good stuff, man. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. This was another awesome action-packed episode of Mindset Masters in Marketing with your host, Will Hyder. Tune in next week. We have some awesome guests coming on. I think we got Mark Zamanoff. I always pronounce his last name wrong, but he'll uh, Oh, good. I got it. Awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. How can people reach you? Uh, Instagram is at Sam Kaufman Official. Facebook is at Sam Kaufman Official. Uh, podcast is NeverStopBuildingPodcast.com, and you can just shoot me a DM on either of those social platforms. Well, there you go, folks. Check them out. Sam Kaufman, it was a pleasure, brother. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too, man. Thanks, bud.